Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So if you don't like my style, maybe he's to blame. Just kidding. It's Jody McDonald here on 92.3 The Fan. Jody, thanks for joining me. How we doing? John, I like your confidence, buddy. Don't ever <laughs> apologize for uh, your work. Appreciate uh, if, it. If you're following in my footsteps, it's a little murky, <laughs> but I I appreciate the uh, the good words. Thank you. I uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, f- first thing I want to touch on because I want to get the whole NFL perspective this past weekend, but I want to go local first. Cleveland Browns obviously have a defensive coordinator opening. Uh, fired Joe Woods, so there's a couple names tossed around. Brian Flores right now, the leader in the clubhouse, you could say. But Jim Schwartz is a guy I like. He was in Philadelphia for five seasons, obviously ousted at the end of 2020, but I think still has some years in him, 56. you think Jim Schwartz would be a good fit here in Cleveland? I think Jim Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator. I think he was uh, with the Eagles uh, before he moved on. Uh, I'll just ask you this about your fan base, which you should know in Cleveland. Are they blitz crazy like they are in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, it's funny. Jonathan Gannon had one of the best defense coordinator seasons in the NFL. Eagles had one of the best defense, I think, second best only to San Francisco. Yet the fan base here in town still doesn't like Gannon because he doesn't blitz enough. The friggin' <laughs> Eagles led the league in sacks, but he did it with only four guys. Shame on you. You should always be uber aggressive and send five or six. Much like Gannon now, prior to him, Schwartz was not a blitz-crazy guy. He just plays good, solid defense, make you go long field, try and get you to turn the ball over. It was very effective here in Philly before he left. It would be effective in Cleveland. But if you're looking for a guy who's going to bring the house, sorry to say Wink Martindale is busy these days. He's doing a job for the Giants. He's not available. Uh, Schwartz is not going to come in and uh, go blitz-crazy for you. But he is a damn good defensive coach. Yeah, I agree. It's it's funny because I I think a lot of people loved or at a time liked Greg Williams here in Cleveland and with with Ohio State too. Every call here was the defense got to be more aggressive. That's why they didn't allow they allowed forty to uh, to Georgia and the same you know with Cleveland that they don't play with enough intensity and I I think that is part of the problem. Uh, the stay with the defense coordinator position for a moment. Brian Flores obviously a name that that's out there. The on going lawsuit against the NFL, but it hasn't hopped, uh, stopped him from getting employment with the Steelers. And a lot of people around here in Cleveland, and myself included, want to poach him from a division rival. Flores versus Schwartz, who are you taking? That's a good call. I like both, as a matter of fact. Um, we saw Flores have a tough time in Miami as their head coach 
doesn't mean you can't be a defensive coordinator. I think we see that too often in the league. When a guy is a great defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator, oh, he's going to be a great head coach. Not necessarily. Or a guy is a terrible head coach, that means he can't go back to being a great coordinator. That's not true either. I think Flores is a great coordinator. Uh, pretty good. I don't think you could go wrong either way. If said, Jody, you got to make a call, I'd give a slight nod toward Flores. I would as well. This is Jody McDonald here on the Fan 94 WIP. Our guest and all guests appear on North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I'm John Vacari. I do want to talk with you, Jody, and I know people are going to maybe roll their eyes listening in their cars and maybe here in studio as well, but I grew up a Giants fan. I Coming into this year, didn't think they had a winning record. I've been uh, bullish on Daniel Jones from time to time. I've, 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 I've advocated for him for a lot of times, and then it's, it's been a love-hate relationship with him. I don't know about you, but I think he secured his job for next year, regardless of what happens next week after Sunday's performance. I've never been bullish on Daniel Jones, as a matter of fact. I thought that he was overdrafted and just wow. didn't yeah. think he was a franchise quarterback. i got to be honest, he's played very well the last five, six weeks of the season. And if you want to take a stance for Daniel Jones, all you have to do is point to he finally got himself a good offensive coach. Under Brian Dable, we are seeing the best of Daniel Jones. And if you plan on keeping Dable, and why wouldn't you if you were the Giants, then you can certainly make an argument for going forward with him as well. Uh, I'm with you. I think he uh, cemented his future with the Giants. Now, they got to get a contract worked out, and he's had a good run here, but he hasn't had a great career, so the negotiations and the size of the contract will be debatable. But I certainly believe he's earned that uh, right with the way that he's played that the Giants should be looking to get him locked up and keep him in that position for years to come. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think the money will be something that's ping-ponged back and forth because I remember a time when Eli Manning was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, and uh, that was just you know based on the market and everything. But we'll see how much Danny Dimes gets, but I, I think for next year most definitely. I-, I want your perspective on this. I know that the Eagles have just decimated the division this year, and they beat the Giants twice. And the first time was an absolute rout. It wasn't close. But that second time, the last game this Eagles team played, it was against the Giants' backups. And I understand Philly maybe didn't have a playoff spot to play for, so maybe they weren't as pumped. Jalen Hurts is still trying to work through that injury. But is there concern from some people in Philly that the Giants are a sleeper? Uh, I'd say some concern. Not not, uh, tremendous concern, but some concern. Uh, for me, it's pretty damn simple. If Jalen Hurts is close to, say, 90%, and my, my 90% might not be your 90%, might not be Nick Sirianni's 90%, or Jalen Hurts is 90%, so we don't know. But if he's anywhere close to healthy enough to play to the level that he played all year long, which was MVP-type level, then the Giants are going to lose this game. If the Eagles are right, they're the better football team, and they showed that with the 28-point, 26-point beatdown that they dropped on the Giants six weeks ago. The last game, you're right, was certainly more competitive, and the Giants weren't even coming at him with their best. Jalen Hurts wasn't close to 100%, and he played tentative, and they called a tentative game plan to make sure that he didn't get re-injured. It'll be very interesting to see, and we might see at first possession of the game, what the game plan is. Are they going to assume and play to the fact that Jalen Hurts is close enough to 100% that they can run their entire offense? If they can't, if Jalen Hurts is actually more hurt than we're led to believe and the uh, Eagles have been doing a good job of keeping his actual status under wraps 
except Nick Sirianni did say he was uh, not like the rest of us humans when it came to healing power. I'd like to see that healing power right at the beginning of the game against the Giants next week (laughs) from an Eagle perspective. If he's right, Eagles win. If he's not, yeah, the Giants have a chance to actually pull the upset. There you go. This is John Vicari here on 92.3 The Fan. Who who in the NFC scares you more, San Francisco or potentially the winner of Monday Night Football here? Because I think a lot of people are, even because it's a Brock Purdy-led San Francisco team, are maybe overlooking the 49ers where they're not in that elite group like the Eagles are, like the Bills are, like the Chiefs. Who right now concerns you in the NFC? had a lot of fun with Brock Purdy on both my Saturday and Sunday show on CBS <laughs> Sports Radio. Uh, too many people, media members, so I know we're talking social media, but some on air as well. Well, at some point, the cookie must crumble. At some point, Brock Purdy has to turn back into a pumpkin and become Brock Purdy again, Mr. Irrelevant. Except that we're now seven weeks into this, and the guy is not thrown in a clunker in seven weeks. Even when he didn't play as well in the first half, pressurized second half, uh, San Francisco a double-digit favorite, losing at halftime to Seattle on their home field, and he comes out and just obliterates Seattle in the second half. I remember the last time I had this conversation, and if uh, you've been listening to me for a while, I've been doing this for a while, uh, (laughs) late 90s, I remember a lot of people saying, yeah, and this Kurt Warner guy, come on, he's in the arena league, he was stocking shelves in a supermarket, he's playing in NFL Europe, at some point this has got to stop, and it never did, and it became the greatest show on turf, and they won the Super Bowl, so uh, those that are predicting the eventual fall of Brock Purdy, don't be surprised if it doesn't happen. I think San Francisco will handle either Dallas or Tampa Bay rather easily next weekend. Yeah, he has impressed me. And even like you said, it was a rough first two possessions for him. And I thought, ah, oh, maybe this is this is it. But uh, it wasn't it. It was the only game that was not no. close this past weekend. Uh, final thing exactly. before I let you go, I, I want to hear the Super Bowl pick. Not with the heart, but with the brain. I know you give it that way. But what's your uh, pick for the Super Bowl? Well, I, I made my selection before the season started, um, and I never picked the Super Bowl winner. I always picked the two teams that will get there. And then if I ever get it right, I will just brag for two weeks on how I was uh, so uh, crystal ball initiated into uh, picking not one but both teams. And my two teams before the year started, I took shots on both, were the Eagles at 25-1 to 1 and the Dolphins at 40-1. to 1. And I even invested a couple of dollars in a wager on if they matched up in the Super Bowl. And I'm sitting on 500 to one as a possibility. And when the Eagles were four and zero and the Dolphins were three and one, having beaten the Buffalo Bills, I was feeling my oats a little bit. Uh, but we know that I threw that ticket out on Saturday when the Bills <laughs> beat up on the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson, not the guy I was banking on to a tongue of a low. But that's what you get when you make future bets. I had Dolphins Eagles. So now that the Dolphins are eliminated, yes, I will stick with the other half. Uh, I think the Eagles are still. Eagles and Niners right now look like about a toss-up to me. Maybe you slightly favor the Eagles because the game's going to be played at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, But they are the top two teams in the NFC. So I think the Eagles uh, will get there coming out of the National Football Conference. Jody Mag, a pleasure to talk to you, man. I was serious at the top. I, I mean, one of the many guys that I listened to uh, growing up, and you always told like it is, unique style. And uh, when when my boss told me, yeah, we maybe get him on the show, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And, uh, well, you're here, and in, in, in maybe not live in living color, but over the phone, I, I appreciate you for it. Uh, have Have a good one, and thanks for hopping on with me. 
Well, you got two things working against you. Number one, if you grew up listening to me, that's a problem. <laughs> and number two, if you're working for Andy Roth, that's problem number two. Yeah. So, uh, you're up against, <laughs> you're swimming upstream, buddy. But hey. I got faith that you're going to be able to continue to pull it off. Thank you. I'm 22. I'm still young. I'm still young. But it's, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate JB, it. Anytime, anytime you need me, just reach out. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was uh, Jody McDonald here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.